Hey, my name is Will McDavid. Um, I worked for Mockingbird for three years and am now living in uh, Macon, Georgia with my wife, Daryl, and working as a lawyer. Um, Daryl and I have been lucky during the pandemic for a few reasons. Uh, one is that we've both been able to keep our jobs and have been working from home. Um, and another is that we're both introverts, so uh, neither one of us has, has quite gone crazy yet from this prolonged period of social isolation. I know for me, um, I always sort of look forward to periods of uh, free time. I always sort of resent obligations um, and it's kind of nice to have, um, or at least for the first few weeks, it was very nice to just have large blocks of unstructured free time. Um, one of the shows we've been watching during this is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and um, early in season one, Larry David says that he doesn't really mind thieves as much as he minds neighbors, because uh, thieves don't impose. He says neighbors, uh, take your time and thieves only take your stuff and his stuff is a lot less valuable um, and there's probably you know a, a sense in me certainly that wants to run from obligations and a lot of that is because I think that I'm gonna make excellent use of my free time uh, I was really looking forward to using this time to finally get through Augustine's City of God um, and there has unfortunately been a lot less City of God and a lot more video games than I would have expected coming into this. Um, the other thing that I'm kind of learning is about myself um, in an especially vivid way is um, when I don't have external impositions, there's a lot of internal impositions that I have. I, I really sort of tend to knuckle down um, and trust my own sense of control um, and sense of exactitude. Um, the only really big fight that Daryl and I have had during this time of enforced isolation uh, came when uh, she needed to use my uh, office area um, where I have my computer set up to record a uh, video lectures and she's a teacher and she was going to do that at four she had given me a sort of a rough estimate and she ended up not being able to do it until 4 30 and this 30 minute delay just sort of completely threw me for a loop um and what i sort of learned reflecting on that later was that uh my own sort of need um kind of ocd compulsive need for exactitude and timing is every bit as sort of strict and unrelenting if not more so than um, being at a desk with uh, my boss a couple of offices away um, and I've also found that with uh, cooking and with dinner with a lot of these small sort of trivial things I've gotten much more um, obsessive over them than I was and sort of really bear down on that. Um, and I was thinking of the word uh, autonomy 
the desire to be, um, etymologically it means a law unto oneself, um, sort of, and it, I think about my desire to sort of rebel against the law of God, the, my resentment of, uh, the law of God that Martin Luther talks about a lot, um, but how sort of the alternative to that really is being a law unto oneself, um, to one's own sort of uh, compulsions and impulses and sort of white-knuckled control. And um, that sense of control and self-reliance, I think, certainly makes our worlds a lot smaller, um, and it can also certainly uh, cause a lot of stress and imposition on those close to us. Um, so for me, um, I've been enjoying the sort of smaller world some and the freedom that that offers, but I've also found myself sort of um, hungering more for meaning um, because I can't trust myself to go read Augustine and find that. Instead, I'm going to be watching Curb Your Enthusiasm or uh, playing video games, most likely. Um, there's a quote from Mary Carr during her period of addiction, um, sort of when she was in her early 20s, um, in her memoir of alcoholism, Lit, where she says, uh, she talks about her life being lived in miniature, and she says, in lieu of the large feelings, sorrow, fury, joy, sorry, sorrow, fury, joy, I had their junior counterparts, anxiety, irritation, excitement. Um, and there's a part of me right now that feels like this season is life lived in miniature. Um, and it also, in the absence of um, a kind of broader religious community um, or the inability to gather for church and Bible studies and that sort of thing, that I've been feeling kind of disconnected um, from God. I've just been sort of white-knuckling down on my work and my kind of um, hobbies and trying to control uh, every second of my schedule and I sort of uh, feels like God is absent in that, feeling a little bit of a spiritual drought during this time. Um, and I was uh, thinking about that reading um, the story of the feeding of the 5,000, what's happened, and this is Matthew's account in chapter 14, what's happened is that uh, John the Baptist has uh, been decapitated by Herod, who has served his head on a platter um, to his wife, who has been plotting John the Baptist's demise for a long time. And Jesus hears about this gruesome um, execution of his cousin um, and probably one of his few contemporaries, or um, as much contemporary as someone can be with the Son of God. And Jesus uh, gets in a boat and tries to leave to go, you know, sort of process and grief. But the crowd follows him, and it says, uh, Jesus had compassion on them and healed their sick. And then evening comes, and maybe Jesus can get away and grieve, but instead the disciples come to him and say, say, this is a lonely place and the day is over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Um, so they're kind of trying to help Jesus find his uh, 
period of isolation and his free time um, where he is going to grieve for his cousin. But Jesus says they need not go away. You give them something to eat. And the disciples say we only have five loaves here and two fish. Um, and this is verse 18. And Jesus said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the crowds. Um, now, Jesus could have been doing something uh, better here, like grieving for his cousin or, you know, teaching the crowds about um, who he is and who God is, but... Um, Instead, he gets sucked in and allows himself to be sucked in, not only to um, sort of social involvement with 5,000 people, but also the problem of what's for dinner tonight. Um, and I think that sort of what we see here is that Jesus is always willing to put our needs um, above his um needs or emotions um, during his time here on earth, and that uh, no problem, even the problem of what's for dinner tonight, is too small or trivial for him. Um, and I think that whether we see it or not, um, or whether we expect Jesus to be there or not, um, God is with us in um, the sort of smallness of life or the trivialities um, and he is just uh, waiting to um, heal us or to feed us um, or to provide for our needs. Um, so that is a comforting word to me and um, I hope it is to you as well.